everyone, and welcome to another episode of That's What B Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee, and tonight I'm joined by Brittany at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Hello. It's just the two of us tonight. Meredith is working. Uh, we definitely are going to miss her on this show, uh, but uh, we wanted to make sure we got this one in for you guys, knowing that it's a short week and people could potentially be commuting for the holiday week. How you feeling, Britt? I am ready for Thanksgiving. Same. I feel That's you on that. I'm feeling, you know, t- this time of year, I I was talking to Jenna and Ange earlier, and I said something about Monday. I was like, oh, yeah, Monday. And then Jenna's like, no, Brittany, it is Monday. I was like, son <laughs> of a bitch. I'm losing <laughs> all track of time. Do you have any days off this week? Like, do you have Wednesday? Are you taking Wednesday off? Or are you S- just... So I put in, because I, okay, I'm like one of those people that never use PTO, yeah. which I know is hard to believe because it's me and you would think I've just burned through it. <laughs> but like this past year has been kind of weird with like COVID and everything and you can't really go anywhere. So I have like 80 some hours of PTO that I was supposed to use by the end of the year because only three days carry over. Yeah. So I'm trying to burn through random days just here and there. Uh huh. And I took off Wednesday at like afternoon and then of course today we get an email from uh, the CFO or whatever. And he's like, oh, hey, guys, you could have half day Wednesday off. I was like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Right, isn't that what always happens? Right. I know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I also took, I'm hoping I can take a half day. It's like right now I'm in, you know, in retail, it's like, this is like the worst week. This week and next week are like the worst week of the entire okay. year for anyone in retail. So if you're my retail peeps out there, I feel you. Uh, this, getting through this week is awful. Like Thanksgiving's great, but then it's like, the aftermath of Thanksgiving and the wild people that come out on Black Friday. But oh God. yeah, I've got so much stuff to do. I'm like, I hope I can take Wednesday afternoon off, but it's kind of like a wait and see moment for me. Are you doing the whole turkey thing? Yeah, my mom actually makes the main dishes um, and I do the corn and the green bean casserole. I'm a huge green bean casserole person. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I've seen a lot of chatter about that today. (laughs) Green bean casserole has been a hot topic. (laughs) I, I will fight anyone. I love green. I'm the only one that eats it, I swear. Like I, I make the I entire I pan. I can't say I've ever had green bean casserole. You know it doesn't sound like it? something I would enjoy. Okay, I'm a big green bean fan in per- like in general, yeah. uh, even without the casserole. Like I will eat green beans with just like butter and salt. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> but green bean casserole is the best because you put these little like crispy onion things on top. and they Yeah, and- you could do that with like a... Like good stuff too, though. <laughs> <laughs> like a non-vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> How do you um, feel about okay, sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes? I'm a mashed potato person. What about stuffing? Do you have any hot takes on stuffing? I am obsessed with stuffing. Thank you. Do you like stuff? Do you like stuffing too? I love it, and I see a lot of chatter about that too. There's a lot of people that do not like stuffing. What? Yeah. This I... is a real thing. First of all, I'm like, why don't I eat stuffing on non-Thanksgiving days? Because I really do enjoy it that much. Yeah, just get the stovetop. Okay, and we just have, like, the stovetop stuff. So I'm sure it's, like, terrible for you. I don't even know what it is exactly. It's like croutons. It's like bread. Yeah, it's like powder or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You can tell I've never cooked it. (laughs) Does your mom make it or or does Jerry? Oh, no, my mom makes everything. They Even now, like, so, you know, obviously I cook a little now. But um, so we're just having like a real small Thanksgiving because most of my family's in Florida and my mom's like, oh, well, you know, just come here. 
just, it, originally it was just going to be me, my mom, dad, and maybe Danny. Well, now we're bringing Angela along for the ride. Yeah. So it's going to be us and Ange. And, um, of course, my mom would never ask me to bring anything because <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> Wait, I saw this really good meme, though, that someone posted about, like, if you're asked to bring the rolls, everyone knows you can't cook. I don't even think she would trust me to do that. <laughs> you can't handle going to a bakery and getting some rolls for your mother? That seems like a lot of responsibility for you. <laughs> what about some pop? Some liters of pop? I'd probably do pop. Yeah, there you go. Bring some I alcohol. could bring some wine. Yeah, there you go. Or some liquor. Surprise your mom. She'll be so... Then next year, maybe, maybe she'll graduate you to, like, roles. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they know who I am. So They birthed me. I will say, growing up, um, my mom and dad always did, like, the main... Like, we used to celebrate with, with like, my aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a huge get-together. And so my mom was always cooking for a bunch of people. And I remember... They used to, like, make pounds of mashed potatoes, and she'd make them fresh, so she'd be, like, peeling the potatoes and cutting, and my dad was in the kitchen, and he was like, it's taking you way too long to peel those potatoes, because my mom was using, like, the peeler, and my dad's like, it goes a lot faster if you just use a knife, and you, like, you know, slice the skin off, Oh god! No. and so they had, like, a slice-off, like, a peel-off of Did who this could end peel well? the potatoes faster. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. Right, I know. And I was like, Dad, like, you have an actual knife. And so then the whole argument, I forget who actually won, but the whole argument was then my dad, like, using the knife method was wasting too much of the actual potato because he was cutting off more than just the skin. So anyway, this, this podcast is already off to a really hot start. Like see, see what happens when it's just you and I. I feel like that's probably similar to how the first Thanksgiving went. Like, with people sitting around not knowing what to do, and they're like, you know, the pilgrims and the Indians. If that actually happened, which I can't imagine that it did. You remember we learned in school that pilgrims and Indians are just, like, friends? Friends, And they yep. were eating turkey. And they made, and like, like where did they noodle necklaces. <laughs> were those? That's, like, what we did in class. We made necklaces out of colored yes. noodles. Yes. Like, everyone was happy. But, like, the pilgrims and the Indians are probably having a potato peel off. <laughs> Yeah, there may have been bloodshed, actually, if that was the case. Oh, there was definitely bloodshed. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, listen, this is a good start, though, of the show because it's our little Thanksgiving-themed episode. We're going to go through what happened over the last day, what's transpired with the Browns. We have a little bit of Cavs chatter, and then we're going to list what we're thankful for in our Cleveland sports fandom. Uh, so a little theme here. You ready to get started? Let's go. Okay. Well, so... The Browns defeated the Lions on Sunday, 13-10, to 10, in another ugly win. We've had more of those than we'd like, I think, at this point in time. Um, and it's really been all about Baker Mayfield. Um, I named this the Baker's Dozen of injuries because he was pretty mediocre in his performance yesterday. I think he had his worst performance of his career, I believe. Um, and he's also extremely injured. They keep stacking up, it seems. It's literally like shoulder. It's now mutated down into his knee. He also has a heel injury. I don't know if he has any other ailments coming out of yesterday's game, but he was pretty much limping the entire game yesterday. Um, And I think he was pretty questionable going into the game on Sunday, coming out of the New England game where he just got destroyed. 
And I want to ask you, Brittany, because a lot of people have been talking about this. It was being talked about during the game. Do you think Baker should have even started the game against the Lions? Absolutely not. And I, I questioned it yesterday before the game when they the report came out that he was going to play. And I was like, why? I don't understand why, why Baker Mayfield's playing. Of course, you know, all the deals in the universe had to chime in and tell me why he was playing. <laughs> and their response was, he's the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, oh, really, Dale? I didn't know who Baker was. Thank you for this breaking information. But, no, like, it seemed to me like this, you know, you're playing the Lions, the the winless Lions. Yes. Crappy weather. Yep. At home. This is... This is why you have a backup quarterback for yes. situations exactly like this. In case your starter is hurt or, you know, like look at Lamar Jackson. He's been sick for the 30th time in the past year. <laughs> what is that? Lamar's immune system is questionable. I'm telling you, man. The... <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't, I don't understand. Why else do you have Case Keenum if not to put him in for situations like this? He proved that he could win. It's not about that. Right. Like, it, if you were worried about Case Keenum, I'm pretty sure that he could have done a better job than Baker Mayfield yesterday. I think his quarterback rating yesterday was eight. Yeah. That's and, eight and, uh, more than me and you, Bree. What about Tim Boyle? Was that his name, Tim Boyle? What a name. Yeah. Like, that Tim name seems like it was made up. I was like, so before the game, we were sitting there and waiting for it to start. And I said, who, who is this Tim Boyle guy? Like, what does he look like? And Danny said, well, picture Justin Herbert, but then make him douchier. <laughs> Damn it, if he wasn't right. I, I pulled up a picture of him. I'm like, holy crap. You are spot on about that. Yeah, he. I think his rating, I think, was like a six something. And I was like, ooh, that's bad. And then I saw Baker's and I was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> He's it's been a, in the league for four years starting. <laughs> it's secondhand embarrassment. The whole thing. Okay. I, Can we I talk about that I never for a wanted minute? anything to end fast enough. Yes. So, Tim Boyle, you described him as a douchey Justin Herbert. Yes. I also, like, he's like the dollar store version. I feel yes. like yesterday's game was a dollar store version of everything. Like, it was a dollar store version of the NFL. It was a dollar store version of a quarterback, an NFL quarterback. It was a dollar store version of the NFL announcer. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. I tweeted that because... I was, I tuned in. I was a little bit late tuning in. And the first thing that I heard was LeVar saying Joel Batonio's name wrong like three times straight. And I was like, who is this? In his defense, <laughs> number one, I'm pretty sure this was his first game, but also yes. he wasn't even supposed to be there. I did hear that today. And then I felt really bad. Yes, he got called in last minute to do this. So, and also, some of these names are just really hard to say. Can yeah, we fair. agree on that? Because, like, I was watching these these names fly around the field yesterday, and I'm like, I couldn't say that. And of course, I'm going to stand up for Lavar Arrington because he's. Uh, most people did not know this, but he was my favorite football player in the early 2000s. Stop. Big Lavar. Oh my! Yesterday was huge for me. So what had <laughs> happened was, um, you know, we were getting ready to watch the game, and Gus Johnson was. Uh, the play-by-play -play guy. Yeah, who I like Gus. I like him in college better, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're sitting there, and Danny's like, oh, I can't listen to Gus Johnson. He does not like him. So he muted it, and he put on Jim Donovan, and we were going to listen on the radio. But then, breaking news, I'm reading on Twitter that LeVar Arrington's <laughs> there, and I'm like, stop. You need to turn this off right now. 
I need to hear LeVar Arrington. And he's like, why do you, why do you need to hear LeVar Arrington? Because imagine not knowing that I was like a big fan of his and your girlfriend just being like, we need to stop everything we're doing. Everything we're LeVar doing. Arrington. <laughs> Such a weird turn of events. <laughs> but we did it. And, you know, I liked it. I really liked the leaky coverage. Yeah, that was funny. And it applies to everything. Like, we were watching, oh, did you see that fight in the, the Lakers game? Yes. Okay, like, did you see the yards after, well, I call it yards after catch. Like, after they already had him, like, contained. And then yes. he just went, that was leaky coverage. And I pointed it out, too. I was like, <laughs> God damn it, look at that leaky coverage. I was like, Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. I, I just felt, and I know we were going back and forth in this. I felt like it was, I was watching an SNL skit. It, it was, I don't know. So, for the game not being super entertaining, the, it was actually entertaining to watch just to listen. Because of, like, you yes. didn't know what name he was going to say. I think he stopped calling players by their name. Like, I think he called Jer- Jeremiah Usukuramo, like, just Mr. 28. And I get it. Like, he didn't he didn't have a chance to prep. Like, so he didn't know the roster off the – like, I don't even know some of the players on, on our team. Like, when you go to special teams, it's like, who's actually out there? Like, you have right. no idea. Exactly. I don't blame him. So it makes sense now knowing that he wasn't even supposed to do the game and it was his first one. I mean, that's – that's really tough. So I'm sorry that I was so mean. You know, don't be. You were kind compared to some of the other things that I read yesterday. Poor Levar. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Listen, that Give game deserved it. it. We That game was just awful. Just, they, really had a, their, they really had their work cut out for them. Yes. <laughs> um, so going back to Baker, though, and the injuries, I agree with you, Brittany, on – it's like if you say that you didn't want Baker to play in this game, it's like how dare you bench right. the starting quarterback. And it's not because I don't think he should be playing and that he's playing really bad, which, by the way, he was playing bad. But mm-hmm. we didn't know that going into the game that he was going to play like that. I just wanted him to take this game off specifically because the bye week is two weeks away, right? You still have to get through Baltimore to get to the bye week. And, mm-hmm. you know, looking ahead at Baltimore – I didn't think we needed Baker in this game to win. I thought Case Keenum could have scored 13 points and came out with a victory with the same game plan and then give Baker some additional time to heal to get him ready for a really important divisional game against Baltimore. That's all I wanted. That's it. It's very simple. And you think like that is just logical. Now, I did read, um, I think it was friend of the show, Pete Smith. He responded to one of my tweets. That one specifically he responded to. And he said um, something along the lines of, you know, there are situations like this where you sort of want to give your starting quarterback like a tune-up almost. Like, you know, come off Before. something strong going what? into the Ravens game. Mm. But what, what you, happens if my, that backfires? Right, which it did. So now not only did he do horrendously, so he, there's no confidence going into Baltimore next Sunday, but – nothing that you wanted to accomplish yesterday happened so right. now what and and also like who knows if if he hurt anything even more right that's what i'm saying well clearly he did because in the third quarter i mean he could barely walk Brittany. yeah and at that point i was angry and you know mm-hmm. i told you i get angry during the games and then i try to let it go mm-hmm. and i think i emotionally tweeted in the moment that i wanted him out and that it was a liability at that point in time to have him on the field. And everyone got mad at me that I, because I said, like, the Browns didn't deserve to win that game. Because I just thought the decision-making 
by the people that have this power were not good. I didn't understand why they kept Baker in the game when he was clearly struggling. He was injured, so that was impacting his play. And I actually thought we were going to blow it. I mean, I thought in the third quarter, I was like, this is this is awful. Like, this is going to go awful. Either Baker's going to get severely injured, and we don't have him next week, mm-hmm. and or we're going to lose this football game. So then you're without a quarterback, and you also lose this game. And for what? Right. And people got upset, you know, when you said, hey, like, we don't – we didn't want him starting this game because he's hurt. And they're like, well, you just don't like Baker. You don't – you don't believe in him. And it's like, you're, it's the exact opposite. Yes. Like we want him to be healthy to play against the Baltimore Ravens. We yeah, want and him to, because he gives us the best shot to win when healthy. Yes. But I'm not saying not, I like, want Case Keenum starting against the Ravens. Not at all. I'd rather have Baker start against the Ravens, but I don't know what Baker we're going to get at no. this point. No. And wasn't his get right game Cincinnati? Because that didn't carry over into New England. I, how many get right games are they going to have or tune up games or whatever you want to call them? Like this is just all it is is a roller coaster of emotions. Does this mean that Case Keenum isn't very good, Brittany? Like I, I just can't imagine that they need to trot Baker out with a half of an arm, half of a leg, and half of a foot. I mean, you tweeted ET. <laughs> And I literally was like, this is it. This is what we're putting out on the field on Sunday. It's going to be him next week. It's going to be bad. Just and skin and bones. It. Just skin I hate and bones. It. People think that, you know, if you're not, I'm, there's no nice way to say that. So I'm just not going to say it. But the, the standard here for whether you, there's no middle ground with Baker Mayfield. You either love him and you, what is that, ride and, I don't ride, ride or with die. six. Ride I die with six. Okay, then die. Like, I don't know. You're not going anywhere with this. <laughs> and, again, it took a lot for me to... Because, you know, on this show, we've always been very pro-Baker. Yeah, we I don't still think, are. Yeah. We're I don't also think very logical. Been, like, I, Level-headed. The, the past couple of weeks have sort of... I'm not off... But I'm not all the way on the yeah, way there's, I there's used there's questions. To be. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of questions recently. And some of it is off the field stuff. Some of it seems like attitude stuff. Things that don't seem to sit well with me. But I just wonder, like, it didn't seem like Kevin Stefanski gave much of an answer today as to why they chose to start him. Or I don't know if it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. As to why they didn't, why they chose to start him over Case Keenum, he didn't seem to, he didn't elaborate on it. He just said this was an organizational decision. Whose decision? Right. I would think it would be his. I would think so too. But he said, you know, it's an organizational thing. Blah blah blah. What are we trying to prove here? Like, is this an analytical thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how math works. I don't. I don't know how you can look at the analytics. I mean, first of all, there's so many exceptions and outliers in the analytics. It's probably really hard to come to a conclusion as to what's going on. But yeah. he did say Stefanski did say today, like he was cleared by the medical staff. They always look to the medical staff. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, that's fine. Like the medical staff can clear him, but they're also not football coaches. 
that should be making that. Like, you are the football coach, ultimately. So, yeah, sure, if medical clears him, great. But you still should have the final say whether he starts or doesn't start. Right. So, like, is it that they're worried that his confidence is already shaken, that by benching him, because that's what it would seem like, that he's being benched, is going to impact him even more? And if that's the case, then, like, you're mentally not tough enough to be in the league. There's so like, the mental gymnastics to all of this. It's a lot. I can't process all. Like, maybe I'm just not smart enough. I mean, we might not be. I don't know. I okay. Don't tell our listeners that we're don't, actually we, idiots. They listen to us because we are who we are. They love us. <laughs> um, the Boo Birds came out yesterday too, in full oh, yeah. force, in game during the performance. What, Brittany? What's your perspective on booing the team that you root for? You for it? You against it? So, I think I'm against it. I don't like. I don't like to boo much of anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just rude in general just to boo something. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to support your team, show some class and don't boo them. Like, I get it was cold. It was raining. It's a miserable game. The the terrible Lions versus a really bad Browns team yesterday. Like, I get it. Oh, hang on one second. Nobody made you go, number one. You didn't have to go to that game. You could, like, it was half full, it looked like. Stay home. But when somebody does bad, like, they know they, Baker knew he was terrible yesterday. He didn't need the home crowd booing him. Although, I gotta say, I did not like his response today. We'll get to that, but that sort of, uh, that might have changed my mind a little bit on that. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you, Brittany. I'm not a huge fan of the booing your own team either. Uh, but I also could understand, like, you're exactly right. It was freezing cold. It was raining. We were playing against a winless team, which, by the way, we've been that winless team before. Mm-hmm. And you go into the game fully expecting, you know, after that beating you took the week prior against the Patriots, that this team with the offensive roster in place and the defense and starting a quarterback that has no business being in the NFL Football League, <laughs> you should go out and dominate this game. And we were right. only able to put up 13 points. Bad. So, and and Baker, quite frankly, like, he was off for whatever reason. And he was missing not only just tough contested passes, he was missing wide open guys. Yes. So that's where I think like it kind of all came to a head there. And plus he was injured. Like you could tell that he was clearly injured. I, I would like to think that they weren't booing the person, but they were maybe booing the situation. Right. Yeah. I don't really know were they actually booing Baker? Right. I don't, I don't know. know. I wasn't there. Like, I didn't see it. I didn't really hear it that much. But, like, were they booing Baker or were they just booing everything that transpired on the field that day? It could probably be. I think it's a concoction of all of those things. A nice cocktail of all of those things. And plus, these people are probably drinking since, you know, 8 a.m. Oh, of course. So throw that, throw that into the mix. They got to stay warm somehow. <laughs> um, hot chocolate's just not gonna do it Brie that's right but I I want to say like I feel it feels like we're just at a very weird point in our fandom where if you express any type of criticism or discontent with this team or Baker himself you're met with a couple of things one of them is come on guys we've lived through one in 31 mm-hmm. or you don't deserve Baker he's turned this franchise around 
And I just hate this argument because it's okay to have expectations. It's okay to be grateful for what you have and appreciate everything that you've been through while also still expecting more. Like, isn't that what growth looks like in any type of relationship? Because the thing about expectations is when you don't meet them, then disappointment is natural. But you can also be disappointed and still be hopeful at the same time. Like, these things are not mutually exclusive. And I'm guessing if you were to ask Baker, the coach, or any of these players, I'm sure they're also disappointed with how things have transpired this season, right? Yeah. I mean, this has been a... A, a very strange, not just for the Browns, but really for the NFL in general. Right. It's just been a very strange year where you're at we're week, what, 11 now? We still don't know who's good. Exactly. Like, we so don't weird. know who's good. And the, especially in the AFC, you just, anyone on any given Sunday can be the best team or the worst team. And it makes, like, betting on these teams, it's an awful experience, by the way. This has been terrible. Yes. But, um, no, you're right about, I don't think I've ever seen, you know, I, I've seen a lot, especially the past week or so, of the, you know, you guys deserve Brandon Whedon. You guys, <laughs> you ungrateful assholes, you deserve, there were more supporters for Deshaun Kaiser. Are you kidding me? You better know your audience, sir, before you go saying some <laughs> dumb shit like that. There were not more support for Deshaun Kaiser. You might you might not have been on Twitter three years ago, but it was hell. Yes. It was a nightmare. Every day. I still, what is it, four years later, I still get messages about Deshaun Kaiser oh because gosh. I gently complimented him. <laughs> because I wanted him to succeed, Bree. How dare so you? Don't sit here and tell me. There were more supporters for Deshaun Kaiser. I, you can't be serious with this stuff. Everyone is a prisoner of the moment. On every Browns fan is just, what if? I, I can't. I mean, I'm Baker out. Mayfield himself, before he was even drafted, talked about saying how he was the guy to turn this franchise around. That is putting huge expectations on your shoulders. He himself right. did that. Yes. And then listen. He delivered that last year, right? He, after three years being on the team and and going through a cycle of coaches and and a ton of adversity, he was able to help lead the Browns to their first playoff appearance. And it's okay as fans for that to be your expectation going into the next season with the same coaching staff and consistency around your quarterback, who quite frankly was one of the best in the league after the final 11 games last year. Mm -hmm. And, And he has not met those expectations i mean he's well below what we expected to happen that's just a fact like we're we're not saying that we hate baker mayfield and he's not the quarterback and we should bench him and we should move on we're just stating at this point in time this is what we're grappling with and it's okay to talk about those things what we think we thought it was okay to talk about these right it's not clearly we thought it was okay to like gently criticize somebody it's not because you have to be all in or all out, and there is no middle ground now. You can't you can't question anything. You can't criticize anything. It's all one way or the other, and that's it. There's no nuance here. There's no room for any kind of discourse. It's just you're in or get screwed. Basically. Right. You have to ride with them or you're off. 
You're off. I'd die with six. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to talk about his toughness for a little bit. Because that was the other oh, thing gross. that was like the buzzword going around Twitter. Yes. Is like you have to acknowledge his toughness. And I don't think anybody was ever questioning his toughness. We know he's a tough SOB, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he played, he, he's had a history of not missing football games. That's one of the things that I really like about Baker is the fact that up until this season, he's been pretty consistent in terms of like being healthy and, and, and playing even mm-hmm. when he's not. I mean, last year, I think he was playing with, I think, bruised ribs, if I remember correctly. I think um, they were actually broken. Yeah, something was happening, but he will play through it. Mm -hmm. But I also want to just point out that right now I think he's also being a little bit stubborn. And the combination of the two, I don't know if it's a good thing right now. Because he talks about how, you know, all he cares about is winning, right? It's all about the win. All about Mm -hmm. the team, all about the win. And they won yesterday. And he didn't even speak to the media. Right. I, I just, I'm just like very, very confused as to what he's saying and then what he's doing. They don't match up. They don't. They just they just don't. It's like what so the the thing that I heard um I think Daryl Ryder said it today. He did not want to he sort of alluded to the fact that he didn't want to say anything that he would regret or anything that he would want to take back. To who? Like you know what I mean? what were you going to say that was right. You you won, so if that that's the bottom line here, that's all you care about doing. What were we so mad about? Yeah, and to be fair, like Baker has faced the media time and time again, and he's handled himself very well. Right, this so year especially. Yeah, I mean, after everything that went down three weeks ago, whenever that was with OBJ, I mean, he stood there, he answered questions, they were uncomfortable questions, he handled himself very well. And he's, mm-hmm. he's done that pretty much all throughout the last two years. I think 2019 was a little bit questionable with some of the things that he was saying. And I don't know, like, I would say Baker has been really good about that. So I was very surprised that he wouldn't be willing to stand up there and answer questions. I mean, sure, he didn't play a great game, but that's part of the job. Like, you still expected, expected to go out there and speak to reporters and talk about it. I mean, so what? Like, give the generic answers. That's what your coach does every single press conference it's it's a generic answer and then you move on yeah like when he said that part about well you know i don't i don't really care you do care that's why yeah. you didn't talk yesterday because you cared so much that you didn't want to lash out at reporters for whatever he said i don't owe i don't owe you guys anything yes which i guess like it's true you don't owe anyone anything but like it is part of your job at least to talk to the media like this is what you signed up for and it's not just like are you. Uh, this is sort of like a, a professional obligation that you have, at the very least. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do so you to, think to duck and cover from that after a win, which is all you care about? You've said it several times. It's not about you. It's about the team and about the win. And you were so upset after that win that you did not. You could not. Let's make that clear. You could not talk to reporters because you were afraid that you could not hold back. About yes. what? That's what I want to know. I know. And so then I was like, well, he's going to have to face some music eventually, right? He's not going to yeah. continue to skip his media. So he did speak to the media today. And and you were right, Brittany. He talked about not owing anything to the media. Mm-hmm. Like, he talked to his teammates, apparently. I mean, he walked off the field. It wasn't even just 
didn't speak to the media. He walked off the field without shaking anyone's hands. He was clearly disgruntled. And fine. Like, I've talked about this before. You can call me out. Like, I'm fine with players being emotional and being frustrated. Like, I have no problem with players wearing their emotions on their sleeves. Like, that makes them human. We're all human, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like for Baker specifically... Like, I would have rather have had him kind of show his emotions and show his cards a little bit after that game. Like, I think that's what makes Baker so likable, in a sense, that he doesn't hold back. And he does right. kind of tell you like it is. It's in, I think that's actually one of his most endearing qualities. I think so. It's one of the things that, you know, I've seen people say Baker is the perfect quarterback for, not the Browns, but just, like, for Cleveland. Yeah. As a city. The blue He's color. sort of, like, yeah, he sort of like personifies what we are as a city i guess like i don't really know if i buy into that whole thing but like that's that's a common narrative that he has which i think to an extent is true and for a long time you know we we did really embrace this guy and i don't know it just feels like this year has sort of soured a lot yeah it feels a little bit um, alienating. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, like nobody's having fun. Yeah, but this but has everyone... not been a fun year. Yeah, it hasn't, and everyone talks about like his leadership and guys really buying in and all of those things. And you know, I want to believe that that's the case, mm-hmm. but like I'm starting to question a little bit myself. Like, is this team buying in? Like, and not even just Baker, but to the staff, to the decisions that are being made, to play calling I don't know it's just been very bizarre with everything that's went down this season and how everything has transpired like that whole saying like winning cures everything I think you tweeted this yesterday Brittany like it did not does it (laughs) question mark like they're six and five so they've won more than they lost but has winning cured anything this season it doesn't seem like it it doesn't feel like it feels like there's always just more questions than there are answers like week to week exactly and i you know we've always been big stefanski fans and we still are like i don't want to don't get this twisted and you know i saw a lot of people um the past couple weeks with the you know he's in the hot seat they need to start looking elsewhere you know fires the fan like i've seen all that and it's just such an overreaction but there are, there are times where my biggest question for him, just looking at what's been taking place around him, maybe he's, you know, he talked about being a servant leader. Yes. But maybe you got to remind these guys who's in charge, too. Because right now it seems like Baker Mayfield's calling all the shots. And he is the judge, jury, and executioner here. And I, it, if this guy is not your future, what are you doing? You're going to lose the whole team if you just let this guy do it all. Especially when he's now putting you in a situation where he is a liability on the field. Yesterday, he was a liability. You were right in saying that. He put them in a situation to lose. And the fact that Kevin Stefanski is just like, you know, he kept trotting him out there. There were so many times in that game yesterday where I was like, why is he putting him back in there? This guy's like, they're going to start wheeling him out on a gurney. 
before like Kevin Savansky says no, no more. I liked on um, Reddit. I had like logged on for like one second, and the first thing I saw was like, at what point this is going to be like weekend at Bernie's, <laughs> weekend at Baker's. He's just dead, and we throw him on the field, and we just act like he's alive. Like I don't know. I'm all about you know sort of being stubborn to prove points. But even I'll throw in the flag at some point and be like, you know what, this is just is not worth it. And you just wonder when he's going to get to that point, Kevin Stefanski, if he'll ever get to that point. I don't know. Because it seemed like there were so many times yesterday where he should have been at that point and he wasn't. And now you're in a situation where you could have seriously got him hurt yesterday. Yeah, and at what point, Brittany, does it also just start to wear on Baker's mentals? Because, like, this is clearly not helping him. No. Not like, I don't think he's gaining confidence week to week. Clearly not. He was so disgruntled yesterday that he would not even talk to the media. So who's, you're not helping him physically. You're not helping him mentally. What are you helping here? What is I, getting accomplished by doing this? I don't know. I, okay, so I don't really listen to, like, sports radio all that much. But, like, these past couple weeks I have been because it's been, like, you know, kind of chaotic. <laughs> yes. So I was listening to, I was listening to 8.50 yesterday, like after the game, and they had this caller, and he had an interesting idea. Now, I don't know if I fully buy into it, but it's interesting enough to think about. So his theory on why Baker was playing yesterday is because the organization does not believe in him. They don't believe he's the guy. He, they... Because you look at, and this is the point that he made, like with Lamar Jackson, they, the organization, if they believe that that's your guy, they're going to do whatever they can to protect you and your future with that team, period. You think the Ravens would throw Lamar Jackson out there hobbling like Baker was yesterday? You think they, the Ravens would have let Lamar Jackson play that entire game yesterday? Absolutely not. I don't know. He has some sort of weird like lung infection. or I don't know what it is. Something. Or... Is There's that what's happening theories. with him? He, huh? Is that what's happening with him? That's what was reported. They said wow. it's some sort of virus. And wow, apparently it's like, serious. It's, yeah, it's like in his lungs now. Um, but like the, you'd never see the Ravens not protecting Lamar. Like that's their guy. That's what they're going to do. And it seems like the Browns are just, I don't know if they're like making him prove himself every week to be like, okay, we need to know for sure if this is our future. I don't know. It was just an interesting theory. And you know, I was listening to him talk. I'm like, you know, that might make a little bit of sense here. Yeah, I don't know. I thought about that, too. That feels like that feels like a stretch for me. Mm. I don't know, because I feel like what's the point if he's not your guy to even play him? You know, like, why not just, like, ride this season out, don't care, throw it away, and then figure out what you're going to, like, what your next move is? Because, like, you, you, last week we talked about being in, like, the purgatory, right? We don't know right, if he's good, if he's bad, if he's the future. Like, there's still a ton of question marks. And we're kind of sitting in a spot where probably not going to be in a draft position to pick a quarterback. No. And really, what does the class even look like going into next year? And then, pretty bad. you know, who are we going to even be able to go out, out there and get? And how many things are we going to have to give up to get a top-name guy? Like, then how much, how much are you going to have to tear down to build back up, right? Right. And then there's the question of, like, say you want to get, you know, Russell Wilson here. Who's to say that he wants to come here? Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not so, they obviously are a, you know, much more favorable destination than they have been. But you kind of saw, you know, some cracks in the glass this year. Right. And we're definitely not going to get any free agent wide receivers here. That's for <laughs> sure. That's, those days are long yep. gone. We're going to be drafting those. Yep, we're going to be drafting wide receivers until, you know, until this regime is done. Um, but, you know, you got to wonder about quarterbacks, too. Like, are you going to – everyone wants, you know, this guy or this guy in a trade or they sign him in the offseason or whatever. Cool, but they have to want to come here. And I don't know right. if this is the place for someone like Russell Wilson to come. Yeah, it's not a destination necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I want to look ahead a little bit um, and ask you the question, like, are we at a crossroad coming into Sunday? Because the Browns, all this being said, like, we're still 6-5, and five, mm-hmm. very much still in the hunt for the playoffs, and potentially the AFC North division, right? We've only played against the Steelers and the Bengals, and we're 1-1. One and one. Mm-hmm. They still have games ahead of them that are winnable. And on Sunday night, they're going to get their chance because they face the Ravens in their first matchup in Baltimore. On Sunday night football, by the way, I was I was like, oh, man, this game's yeah. on Sunday night football, yep. too. Like, Not what crazy. is the country going to see? <laughs> <laughs> I stayed up and watched the Steelers and the Chargers last night. Oh, I stayed up until midnight watching that game. It was really good. It was a really good game. But I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the Browns next week. <laughs> Yeah, I did not watch that. I was sleeping by like 9.30 yesterday. I wish I would have been. Um, But anyway, so the good news, Brittany, going into this game is they're expected to get Kareem Hunt and Jack Conklin back. Awesome news. Awesome news because we haven't seen Kareem and Nick be together since – when was the last time they were together? Oof. It was before Arizona, right? Because Nick was injured. He was out. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And look, I cannot wait. Kareem Hunt. We He's angry. Miss Kareem He's always Hunt angry. So, yeah. <laughs> we miss him so much in that offense. Agreed. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change a lot. It's going to help a lot of things. I agree. Having him back. Yeah, because um, I think they'll utilize him too as a receiver, as a weapon. Yes, absolutely. Which they need desperately. Oh, God. I know. It's like we don't have any wide receivers that are threats. It's, it's, it's really sad where we are. It's a dire situation right now. So it's as far as like being at a crossroads. Yeah, I'd say, and it's it's almost exhausting because you say something like you know similar to this every week, but it's right. true every week. You know what I mean? Like imagine if they did not win that game yesterday. That would have been catastrophic. Oh my! I mean, gosh. it's Can terrible you now, and they won. Nobody feels good today. But if they lost, whew. Oh, my gosh. It would have been. <sighs> do you think everyone everyone talks about, like, speculation, right? If they would have lost the game yesterday, do they? Oh. Everyone's like, Baker gets surgery and his season's over. And, and I was like, but, like, technically you're still not out of it. I mean, it's like, because you have all of your division games left. <laughs> right. So, like we're, like, we're just so doom and gloom. And it's like, I mean, Buffalo lost really bad yesterday. Yeah. The freaking Titans lost. The Steelers lost. I mean, it's just like, you don't know. All you can control is your own destiny. Like, the Browns yes. still have a shot because they can they can go on a winning streak. I don't know. Like, it can happen. Hey, they can still go, you know, 12 and 5. 
Right. They Plus, won't. like, you can get in this... <laughs> You can get in a spot like in December where the weather gets cooler and you have really good running backs that can run all over people. Yes. And so that's something that you can't count the Browns out for because we have such a dominant run game that sometimes these other teams, like right now I think the Buffalo Bills would kill for a running game. Oh, my like gosh. Like the Browns have. Imagine what they would do to have Nick Chubb on their team. Oh, my gosh. Whew. They would sell organs. At this point, they probably would. <laughs> like, <laughs> In an alley somewhere. <laughs> I can't imagine. That team's falling apart. Lamar will be But you know what? They're not out of it either. Like, nobody's out of this. Except for, like, you know, maybe a couple teams. But, like, for the most part, it's still wide open. The AFC yeah. is a wild place this year. So it's not over. But the Cleveland Browns, they, they got to take at least one from Baltimore. They should take two. I'm not going to say they need to take two, but they kind of almost do. Yeah. I know. Someone you said if we lose, it's not one. it's not dire. You got to at least split. And I'm like, man, yes. you're you're playing with fire because then I feel like you're depending on some of the other teams to lose. Yes, you know. But again, Baltimore's one of those teams that they could lose to anyone on any day. Any they are day. so freaking lucky. I know yeah. people get mad yes. when their their fans get mad when you call them lucky, but my goodness, do they just pull out of their ass ways to right. win? And there's nothing wrong with being lucky. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an insult. Like, yeah, you're lucky. No, that's fine. Like, I wish we were lucky. Exactly. <laughs> like, we Give need some, some more luck. That. I would gladly take it, not in an insulting way. Ugh, but yeah, I just, um, we need gonna, this. I don't, I, uh, like, Twitter is intolerable. Like, it's intolerable at this point in time. I, oh. I just find it so annoying. Um,. We should have everyone listen to that song I sent you before we started recording. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. R.I.P. Bismarcky. I don't have time to type out a tweet. And there are people that make songs and record them. With cartoons. Right. Do these I people mean, have jobs? You know, shout I have, out, like, shout out to that person because that had to have taken a lot of time. I mean, yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brittany. Some things just should not be shared, I feel like. Agreed. Do you think Baker sees that? I think he's like, yeah, maybe he'll post that on his Instagram story. I think Baker would probably die of secondhand embarrassment if he saw that. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I demand a trade. <laughs> this is worse than the booing. You're like, this is what I'm hurting for? <laughs> Parody songs? Oh, my gosh. I know. Doesn't, isn't, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, though, let's, we'll, we'll turn this around in a positive manner. Yes. Let's share some things that we are thankful for as it relates to our fandom. I'll start. Top of the list. Please start, because I gotta think about some things. <laughs> I've got to think about things I'm thankful for. Top of the list, Brittany. I don't think anyone will argue this. Nicholas Chubb. Fact. Our own little Batman. How freaking cute is he? Oh my god. He was the only thing worth watching yesterday. He's yes, exactly. He he won us that football game. Yes. It's a good number one, Bray. I'll go number two. Yeah, you just keep going. Okay. I'll, 
I know you'll be able to pull something out that you're thankful for, okay? I'm thinking real hard. Okay. Number two, the fact that the Browns are still in the hunt for the playoffs, mm-hmm. 11 games in, because this is something we typically, we pack our bags and we look forward to the draft. It's a good one. <laughs> I like it. I second that. Number three, um, the Twitter block and mute buttons. Oh, thank God. The gift that keeps on giving. That's right, because it has been treacherous. Now, do you prefer to block or mute? Um, you know, it really depends. When people follow me that just created their account, like, in the same month, I typically just block you straight up because that's already sketchy. Mm-hmm. I do mute quite a few people, especially when I tweet something that I know is going to be controversial. I'll just mute the entire thread. That is a godsend. Yeah. Just, like, that's like, the best are you idea amongst yourself? Yes. I'd say I block people I don't know, and I mute people I know. Got it. Like, you know what I mean? Because there are a lot of annoying people that I know that I just don't want to. <laughs> just, like, they're just annoying. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to hurt their feelings or be a jerk about it. So I'll just quietly mute them and go about my business. Can you imagine With the block, if this... Was that? I was just going to say, can you imagine if this was, like, how we acted in real life? Like, I just imagine having imagine? a conversation yeah. with someone and you're just like, I'm going to mute you now. <laughs> Stop That's talking. That's it. Imagine how awesome life would be if you could just go around muting people. That would be amazing. Like, you're annoying. Boop. Done. <laughs> never have to hear them again. <laughs> and then imagine you block cool someone and you just, like, like show them out of the way stuff. and they never, they never appear again. <laughs> Actually, they do appear again. They pop up out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, with their burners. Ugh. Ugh. The burners. Okay, are you ready for my list? I'm ready. I'm just going to freestyle this one here um thankful for david njoku yes hello chief having a great season ran a tight end reverse yesterday i think wasn't that him i don't i can't even talk about that <laughs> what was that no let's talk it about was like, it he what, was like galloping a tight end reverse in slow motion listen <laughs> There's a lot of things that I applaud. Like, you know, you <laughs> want to be creative. You know, like the bananas play. Sure. Don't ever drop a tight end reverse. I feel like that was supposed to be like for when OJ, OBJ was on the team and they were like, hey, David, you can run this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave was like, what like the we're out of receivers. So you're up. Um, also, David Njoku, he broke news this week. He was the one that sort of broke the news that Nick Chubb would be back, which... Oh, I mean, yes? There's nothing that he can't do. Like, yes. move yes. over, media. We got a new chief. Um, so I'm thankful for him. Obviously, Nick Chubb. Um, I am thankful for... Oh, did you see that story the other day about the Guardian sign falling on the floor Oh, my smashing? gosh. That was... Talk about an omen. I'm thankful for that. That made me laugh. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, I am thankful for. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I think that might be my list right now. Are we thankful We're, for the Cavs being relevant again? Yeah, but I'm also very sad. I know. I like, know. Friday We're, okay. was devastating for me. This yes, we have to talk about this. I did put this on here. We will wrap up with Cavs chatter because. We recorded our show last Tuesday, um, and we were on a high with the Cavs, right? They were yes. our the good of the mm-hmm. show. Um, and since we recorded that episode, they suffered three losses in a row. And then also we lost Colin Sexton, who was out for the year that just for was the like... year. It was so interesting because... 
they were super mum on his injury. Like, they weren't talking about it. And then all of a sudden, like, on a random ass, was it Saturday or Friday? It was Friday. It just randomly came out. I was standing in the kitchen. That, I remember the moment. Yes, he had season-ending ending surgery, which that was just gutting for the team. Right. It seemed like one of those things where they went in to sort of see the damage, Ugh. and they saw the damage. Because, it, it, like, last week they were talking about, you know, possible time frame for him to come back. And That's then just... all of a sudden, boom, he's done. Heartbreaking. Oh, I feel so bad for him. I went... I went to go get donuts on Saturday morning at this place called Donut Pantry in Lakewood. It's really good. And um, this guy there, he al- he always wears, like, this Browns face mask. And I had a Colin Sexton hoodie on that day. And I walk in there, and he's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Aww. He's not going to be here the rest. I was like, me too. Thank you. <laughs> I need my donut. My donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just gutting. It is. I mean, and they're, like... You know, everyone, he's always had, like, a, a hard time with fans. You either, again, he's like a Baker Mayfield, where you're either with him or you're against him. There's no middle ground, and it's exhausting and terrible. But I genuinely believe that they're going to miss him. They already do. Oh, they missed because, him against the Warriors. Yes. Absolutely. They, they need him. They need his shot there. Well, and I like the fact, too, that it felt like what they were doing this year with with kind of their new lineup and, and what they were going for is that he didn't need to do everything. Right. He was allowed to just be, and he could score at will when he needed to, but there were mm-hmm. also plenty of other players that were able to step up and score as well. And so yes. I thought, like, they were going to be able to get into a really good rhythm Um with all of them. So I'm I'm super disappointed about that because we're not obviously going to see that come to fruition this year. Um, mm-hmm. I know. And, and yeah, like against Golden State, um, man, I don't know if you watched that game, Brittany, because I know you're dealing with like the blackout situation. and With big cable. Yeah. Big cable. We had that discussion last week. But um, I, thought, I thought the Cavs were going to win that game. Um, I mean, they should have. They had a 13-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And Wait, is that the then, game that you tweeted something and, guy, and that guy said something to you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally tweeted, like, the Cavs should have won that game, and some guy responded and was like, just because they scored 13 points to start the first quarter doesn't mean they should have won. I was like, I was actually talking about when they had they were up 13 going into the fourth quarter, but okay. He was like, you just tweet to see what sticks. I'm like, sir, this see yourself is, out. I can't imagine wasting time like this. Tri- I mean, I trigger people. Like, that. <laughs> like, I'm literally watching this game, and I'm into it. You just tweet things to see what sticks, Brittany. I, I sure do. I sure do. But, yeah, the Cavs freaking got outscored 36-8 to eight in the, the fourth quarter. Holy I, crap. They could not make a shot. And then, you know, Steph Curry, freaking annoying Steph Curry. Of I, course. I, he's, like... God, he's so freaking annoying. He's so good. It's so annoying. He just started draining threes. You know, he starts throwing them up there from, like, half court. He's impossible to defend. Impossible. And, of course, they were, like, all going in. I mean, he could have literally just shut his eyes and thrown the ball, and it would have went in. I mean, it was that type of of game. And then Draymond Green is setting moving picks. I mean, what's new? No. (laughs) No. But I have to say, you know, last week we were talking about, like, our Slender Man lineup. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what it should time. be called, the Slender Man lineup. You I know, love what were, it. What were the Warriors called? Their their lineup was was it the Death lineup? Is that what they were called? 
I just remember the Splash Brothers. Yeah, the Splash Brothers. I think they called their small ball lineup, like, the death lineup or something. That sounds scary. Right? Because they were super hard to match up with. Well, you want to know how you get over the death lineup? You release the Slender Man lineup. Yeah, all of them at once. <laughs> Just so unleash I, the Slender Man. That is right. I, I feel like we need to tweet at the Cavs. Like this, like, can you imagine them creating a t-shirt of Slender Man basketball players? Jenna, we need Jenna to get on this. That's a really good, it would be like, oh, you know the NBA paint account? Yes. Or it just the- makes all kinds of funny things. They should just make a Slenderman for like every single one of the tall the tall boys. Yes. You just put their little face on the top of it. They're so they're so cute. That would be adorable. Right? Our little Slenderman. Yes. I love it. <laughs> we need to do that. I feel like if they were bugs. <laughs> What's the like really tall looking bug? The praying mantis. The, yes, they're like praying mantises. Yes. They just eat you. Is that what they do? do, they, do they so praying mantises, prey? don't they eat their partners? Do they like cut their heads off? Wait, is that a thing? I feel like I need to Google this. Hang on, I'm going to Google this. Remember when my sister told me that I was built like a praying mantis? You are. I know. You could be in the Cavs lineup. I would love to be in the Cavs lineup. It's like a distraction though. Because I can't actually play. Oh, God. You should see me. Bree, you should see me play basketball. It's tragic. No, I. you told us that one story. <laughs> that was like a year ago when you were talking about you playing basketball. And it was my favorite story ever. Which one? <laughs> I feel like you were, you were playing. What was the girl's name? She was like. Oh, Big Country. Big Country. Yes, I, big I was going to call her Big Kitchen. But I couldn't remember. <laughs> country yes like, you were just arms and legs her. right that's all it was yeah and i was terrible arms and legs you think somebody with like long arms and legs would be like remember last week when we talked about how people were like built for basketball not saying yeah, that you I'm were built, built for, for basketball. basketball Brittany. i think i'm built more like a piano player but like <laughs> oh because of your long fingers yeah <laughs> my mom always said you should have been a pianist like well you know some i type for a living doesn't that count well, I'm like a go. pianist of writers. There you go. A different <laughs> skill. Yeah. I sort of made her proud. But no. Um, the only time I'm ever good at basketball. It, oh, I have a trick. Are you ready for this? Yes. This is very important. I talked to you like you're not, you weren't on the front page with LeBron James. Okay. Well, I, I that's just because things. we graduated the same year. No, you guys were both all-star ballers. Yes. And look at how different we are. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> he just got suspended, LeBron. How dare you? That was ugh, that was you a rough a, time. You are a man. What are you um, doing? My trick, my trick for basketball. Are you ready for this? Yes. All you have to do to make a shot is, before you shoot it, say, this is for all the marbles. And oh about eight times out of ten, it goes in. Stop. I don't know why. It's the universe. It's a simulation. I found a glitch in the simulation. Just say for wow. all the marbles, and then eight times out of ten, it'll go in. I'm going to have to test that out. Do it, please. Test it on the kids, too. I will. I will. See, now we're scientists. That's right. Doing experiments. Maybe Baker should start using that when he throws. Yeah, we should tell him that. 
this is for all the marbles. <laughs> for all the marbles. <laughs> and then it's like, dud. <laughs> Interception. Pick six. <laughs> Damn it. And then we'll get blamed. Well. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember how we got here. Oh, the praying mantis. Is um, that how we got here? I think. Which, because we were talking about Slenderman. Oh, yeah. Slenderman lineup. Did you look up if praying mantises kill their mates? I can't find it. I'm... I'm like on praying mantis senses. <laughs> Their diet. <laughs> I don't know. They feed on insects. Jeff's like, gonna like look on your phone and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" My history search is all about praying mantis. <laughs> praying mantis and a green bean casserole. <laughs> that, sounds, oh. that sounds about right. <laughs> happy um, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Um, anyway, where are we going with this? Oh, so last week we were talking about our tall ball lineup. And there was a really good article that I sent you and Meredith over the weekend that pretty much, like, reaffirmed that we were onto something. And that this is a thing. And there was an article on basketballnews.com. Very official, obviously. Um, and it was talking about, actually, it was Amon. I'm going to butcher her last name. Adan? Adan, maybe? But they okay, were talking LeVar about... <laughs> I deserve that. Um, but she was talking about how, like, everything went small ball a couple of years ago with, like, the rise of Golden State and everyone was trying to, like, get rid of the the big man. Mm-hmm. And then the Cavs essentially came in and they were like, not so fast, honey. We're going to pick up all these players and draft players that are super long yeah. and tall. And they have these big wings wingspans. And you're going to have to try to play that and defeat it. So, um it was a really good article that I would highly recommend reading because they're talking about the Browns going all in on big men um, and they're starting three seven footers. And traditionally these are slow, like seven footers are usually slow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not because their arms and their limbs just get in the way. So it's really hard. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league, actually, based on all of this. So yes. um it's pretty incredible, and I love the fact that the Cavs are on the front end of this, of starting, like, a new trend in the NBA. Like, when have we been able to say that? Right? I think what we had here was a situation where they were just desperate, <laughs> and they knew. This wasn't you a ever, strategy? Is that what you were you, saying? Yeah, you ever feel like you're just in over your head on something, and you're like, I'm just going to do this thing it's might be high risk high reward it might just be high risk but no one else is doing it so let's just take a shot here because they can't you know keep up they couldn't do the same things that these other teams are doing with the small ball and keep up they it they didn't have the resources to to do that so they just like okay well nobody's doing this big guy thing let's try that and behold Behold. I don't, you know, I don't want to celebrate too early, but. The Slender Man. Yeah, the Slender Men seem to, to be holding their own. I like it. They did something different. Seems to be working out so far. That's right. Yeah, I hope they, uh, I hope they can pull off a couple, rip off a couple more unexpected wins with all these injuries. And, you know, when they get back and healthy for the most part, they can, they can go on a little bit of a run because that would be fun. Heck yeah. We deserve it. Especially if the Browns oh, God. explode. We deserve a good Cavs team. Yes, we do. 
All right, Brittany. Well, that wraps us up for this evening. This was a little bit of everything, this show. It was. It was a good time. And we'll be back next week to recap the Sunday night football game, Thanksgiving. We'll get Meredith back, hopefully. Yes. And we can talk a little bit more Cavs. Love it. Well, thank you guys all for listening and tuning in. We hope you guys all have a very nice Thanksgiving. Hopefully get some time off, eat lots of food, and we are all talking about a Browns victory over the Ravens and a hunt for the playoffs and the division title. Make sure you guys tweet at us, leave us some ratings, and review us. Um, Again, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll talk to you guys all next week.